Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews since 1996. You can read over 4,000 of my written reviews there anytime at Quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. I also want to remind you that I do another podcast that covers films, specifically of the 1980s, and it is called Around the World in 80s Movies. I invite you to check that out anytime. Just do a search for Around the World in 80s Movies wherever you're listening to this right now, and you'll probably find it. Today I'm going to be covering a film that's actually been out a little while. My wife really wanted to see it, and I'm a little late getting to it, but here is my review of it. It is called Bohemian Rhapsody. It is a film that is directed by Brian Singer. It's a PG-rated film for thematic elements, suggestive material, drug content, and language. The runtime is 2 hours and 14 minutes. Rami Malek is the main star, Lucy Boynton, Gwillem Lee, Ben Hardy, Joe Mazzello, Aidan Gillen are also in the film. The screenplay is credited to Anthony McCartan. Now this film takes its title from what has become obviously Queen's most defining song, Bohemian Rhapsody. This is a biopic docudrama that examines the professional and personal life of Freddie Mercury, at least from his humble origins to becoming the eccentric frontman for one of the biggest rock acts of the 1970s and 1980s, Queen, of course. As I mentioned, Brian Singer is the director. He explores with his film the need for Freddie Mercury to be a performer. He sometimes spilled over that persona that he had on stage into his personal life where he began to struggle with issues regarding his sexuality and the feeling of emptiness that his confusion about that sexuality would result in fostering. You start off this film with Freddie's turbulent relationship with his proudly traditional Parsi family in England, who knew him once by his given name of Farak Bulsara. Freddie was his name since he was a child, but they fled and settled as outcasts from the Zanzibar Revolution. Freddie's father, in particular, tried to instill values in his seemingly aimless and restless son, but that father grew disappointed that the headstrong lad seemed to have a different calling in life. In a mostly fictionalized telling of how Queen was formed, the film also shows that Freddie would eventually find an opening in one of his favorite bands, called Smile, at that time, when their own lead singer left them hanging and likely would have unraveled before their success would actually begin. With their new front man in Freddie, they would emerge more successful as Queen, and meanwhile... Freddie Mercury finds the love of his life in a woman named Mary Austin, but something is amiss in that loving relationship that causes him great conflict in his personal life, which would eventually spill over into his professional life as rumors of his homosexuality or bisexuality would begin to take hold. That's kind of the main thrust of where the concentration of the film's emphasis lies in terms of the life of Freddie Mercury and Queen as a whole. In just a little bit over two hours to cover the span of a pretty jam-packed life, Bohemian Rhapsody does take quite a few shortcuts and some embellishments. Many conversations are concocted here in order to try to hit all of the major touchstones and keep the story moving along at an efficient clip. In other words, Brian Singer's film here offers plenty of breadth, but really not a lot of depth to make for a deep and resonantly emotional film without coming into it with all of those feelings for this man and the band's music going into it. If you're looking for an outlet to pour them into and you already have all of these feelings, I suppose it's going to be a little bit more emotional for you. But if you are not that familiar with the band or in Freddie Mercury, maybe you won't have as much investment. 
Now, questions abound as to what in Freddie's upbringing brought him to being ready for fronting a rock and roll band, and what between he and his bandmates made them work so phenomenally well as a group of highly eclectic and experimental musicians. I mean, we get the highlights here, but we get very little of the feeling that what we're witnessing within Bohemian Rhapsody is anything more than a fan take or on a beloved figure in the world of music. Rami Malek shines, I think, in the role of Freddie Mercury. He offers the emotional core in his performance that is lacking in the scripting. On occasion, the portrayal of Freddie Mercury can seem more caricature than character, perhaps due to the prosthetic teeth that Malik has to wear, which is meant to portray the extra teeth that Mercury would have that he claims gave him the vocal space to belt out the four-octave range that he did as a singer. And it's that kind of easy narrative shortcut that the film is chock full of as songs get written on a whim within the moment and for reasons that are able to be told in one line in a casual conversation if rationale is given for that at all. The supporting cast is fine, although the powerhouse performances aren't really asked of anyone other than Malik. Mike Myers is in this film. He repopularized Queen to a certain extent in 1992 with his homage to the title song in Wayne's World. He gets a bit part here as the head of EMI Records, a man named Ray Forster, who zings in a couple of meta-references that are very much an homage in the context of this film. Meyer's character, though, is completely fictionalized, as is most of his scenes, with the exception that Queen was once told that Bohemian Rhapsody was a little bit too long to be a single by a record exec at EMI at some point. The finale of the film, which is depicted as a mending of the band after a breakup that never actually happened in real life, that's a tour de force recreation of their appearance at Live Aid in July of 1985, and it serves as the main climax of the story, despite the fact that the band would end up continuing on for several years afterward. And it's all part of the emphasis on the spectacle of Queen and Freddie Mercury, much more so than the psychology or the deeper exploration of them as living and breathing people. Other than Freddie's own isolation as a lover, a bandmate, and a family member, that gets a little bit of look, but for the most part, it stays on the surface level throughout most of this film. You don't really get a good core as to what really propelled Freddie Mercury to be who he was. In other words, what we get isn't so much the real deal, but the pageantry-laden fan version of the band and the events that shaped and defined that band, built upon by people who clearly adore Queen and Freddie Mercury and know that the viewers watching are likely feeling the same way. Bohemian Rhapsody may not give you in the audience any more knowledge about who Freddie Mercury truly was and what truly drove him to seek success other than what you might get from reading Wikipedia, but it does remain a highly potent piece of entertainment, particularly for fans, both hardcore and casual, of Queen's music and their ability to power up the largest of crowds. Now, considering that the film is about a musician that was all about taking chances and not settling for doing what's expected, perhaps there is a little bit of disappointment here in this biopic that mostly follows the style that others have done in the past with their biopics. Nevertheless, the formula will still be good enough for most viewers who will likely appreciate that Singer, as a filmmaker, does not get in the way of delivering what audiences really want to see, which are those electrifying musical performances, and to relive a lot of those songs once again. It's a recommendable take here, and with enough fun and great music to make you want to continue to listen to Queen once you leave the theater, but this is a subject that might be better served drilling down to, into just focusing on Freddie as a person, or perhaps making the story 
a little bit more fleshed out into a miniseries instead of this biopic that whooshes through the life of a very complex person at five times speed. So all in all, I do think that Bohemian Rhapsody is a recommendable movie, and I think that if you're a Queen fan, you're probably going to get a lot of enjoyment out of actually watching this film. If you're somebody who really wants to know more about Freddie Mercury than something you would glean by just reading a short bio on him, I don't think that this film is going to give you a lot other than a few trivial things like he liked cats and things like that. So all in all, I did enjoy watching Bohemian Rhapsody. For what it's worth, perhaps a lot of that was nostalgia, being somebody who grew up in the 70s and 80s, but it's still enjoyable for that. Enough for me to give the film three stars out of four. Three stars on my scale means that I do recommend it for people who are interested in this subject matter. If you're a fan of Queen, if you like Freddie Mercury, you're probably going to enjoy reliving the nostalgic moments that you had for the band and the music through the film. If you're one of those rare people who've never heard of Freddie Mercury, or Queen, and you really want to get a handle as to who they were and what made them tick, maybe this film is not going to give you that perspective, at least not an accurate one. But it is still enjoyable in certain respects, enough for me to give it three stars out of four. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And if you want to get my written takes on all of the films that I talk about, you can do so by just going to the Quipster Film Review Podcast, where you can also find my contact information there and links to my Twitter feed and Facebook page. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. 